Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Back with another episode of the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. This time around, I mean, hey, first off, Royal Rumble is right around the corner and it is by far one of my favorite pay-per-views. I don't watch much New York stuff, but the Royal Rumble still holds a place to me because it's just you know an hour of pure enjoyment you know trying to guess who's coming out next you know having fun with it the surprises the nostalgia acts all that sort of stuff so that one still holds uh still holds dear to me so i'm i'll be watching that but yeah that's that that's the royal rumble we're not here to talk about the royal rumble we are here today to talk about uh a guest i had on the on the podcast liza hall Predominantly wrestles out in uh, BC with uh, NEW. Um, I think she's done some stuff with uh, 365, and uh, you know a whole lot more. You'll hear about it in the uh, on this episode of the podcast. But uh, we get into you know all of that sort of stuff. Wrestling, wrestling out in BC. Her history of wrestling through her family. And uh, so much more. We also uh, chatted a little bit about the Terminus show that was supposed that happened a few weeks back. She was actually scheduled to be on the card uh, due to travel issues. Uh, I think it was weather, if I'm not mistaken. She couldn't make it down there. So we we talked about you know being a part of the show, how it came to be, and uh, just you know her feelings headed towards that. So hopefully she'll be on the next one. I'm um, fingers crossed. But I figured I should let everyone know that that it was part of the uh, part of the topic uh, or part of the interview, just chatting about that. So, well, without further ado, on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Liza Hall. Now, for many years, the wrestling scene out in BC has been, you know, almost a standard bearer for Canadian wrestling, and it is, has continued on now. What was your first introduction into wrestling? So my first introduction was when I was like, super little so like my mom was a wrestler and uh I kind of just grew up around it we were at wrestling shows every weekend there would be sometimes when she would bring us to training with her which wasn't very often but uh yeah that must be quite the experience when you're that young being able to you know you see your mom doing it being a part of all of that growing up Mm -hmm. yeah it was crazy especially just like like I don't know you after school mom would be like okay like we have wrestling this weekend like let's go so Friday right after school we'd like go right to a show and like do whatever and it was yeah it was pretty crazy it'd be hectic sometimes so wrestling has pretty much been a part of your life since you I mean growing up you know it's always been there yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> so I mean you're you're seeing your mom being a part of it uh I'm assuming you're watching on tv as well and all of that stuff mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay at what point are you thinking like this is what I want to get into I want to follow in the same footsteps oh I've wanted to do it since I was like a kid yeah so, <laughs> yeah like I had uh my first training session I think I was like 14 or 15 when I started training mm-hmm. and then anytime before shows when I was a kid like if I could go like jump in the ring then I would go do rolls and run the ropes or whatever Mm -hmm. so 
before you even go into your first training camp, like you've basically, you've stepped foot in there. You've gotten the feel of everything pretty much. Oh yeah. Just as like a kid though. Right. Yeah. yeah. So where did you first go into training? Cause I know you trained at uh, Lionsgate. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that your first uh, step into training or was there some somewhere before that? No. Yeah. So I started training uh, with all-star wrestling with Michelle Starr and Kasaki. Okay. Uh, and then after they kind of closed their school, I started training with Lionsgate Dojo. Now, what was your first impression when you stepped foot into all-star wrestling? Um, well, that's kind of where I grew up basically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's, it, it had been there since I was a kid, you know, you still, so you have that history. You're already familiar with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, you go from there to you're eventually going to Lionsgate. Uh, everything I've heard about Lionsgate has been nothing but positivity. I'm assuming yeah. it's the exact same when you were there. Oh yeah. Like I'm still training there. They have classes pretty much every day, like Sunday through Saturday. Okay. Uh, all of the coaches are, they do like different styles. They run different types of classes. So even if you're starting from like a brand new trainee, you really get to, um, you get like a really well-rounded education at the school. For sure. I mean, you're still training there, as you said, what have been some of your Mm -hmm. biggest takeaways from training? Because I, I know the coaches there are, you know, top notch, like the cream of the, the cream of the cream, so to say, you know, like the very best. So what have been your biggest takeaways? Uh, my biggest takeaways, damn. Uh, I mean, getting to train with like Nicole Matthews and Artemis Spencer has been crazy. Like mm-hmm. there's, we pretty much learn something new every single class. And if there's something that like, you're not understanding, like you're not getting, they're going to take the time with you and just like, take it easy, take it slow and teach you how to do it. No, I mean, do you ever, since your mom was a wrestler, you fall in the same footsteps. Do you guys ever share stories about when you were like compare stories from when she first started off to when you first started off? Oh, uh, yes and no. Yeah. Uh, there'll be like things that she sees that I'm doing and she'll be like, she'll like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she'll give me advice a lot of the time and I've definitely heard a lot of her stories, mm-hmm. but I think she's kind of uh, experiencing my experiences with me. So it's hard to tell her those stories, you know, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be a nice feeling knowing that you have that support while you're starting your wrestling journey. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know when I first started, she definitely did not want me to wrestle <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. She was like, please like go to high school, like finish high school and then go to college. If you want to go to college, like she didn't want me to only wrestle that's fair i think that's a a pretty common thing was you know make sure you get your education and then following through with that not just you know leaving school halfway through yeah yeah now when you're heading into your first match let's talk a little bit about that what was it like going into that uh like my first match ever first match ever oh gosh um well it was definitely like a day of thing so it was supposed to be, uh, oh, I forget who dropped out. Somebody couldn't show up, but it was Chelsea Green and Malaya Hosaka versus my sister Bambi and somebody else. I forget who it was, but um, they couldn't make it. And they were like, okay, do you have gear? 
And I was like, not really. So they gave me like this bee costume that my sister uh, used to use. And they're like, okay, you're going to wrestle in this. And uh, today's your first match. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. So it's nothing like getting thrown right into the fire pit, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like I had been waiting like months. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, let me have a match. And then just like literally that day, they're like, okay, go. Hmm. Okay. Who have been some of your biggest inspirations in wrestling? Uh, in wrestling? Oh my goodness. Um, I think when I was a kid, I was definitely a huge fan of Beth Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Just watching her and seeing like how like how she held herself, how she carried herself was awesome. And like just the fact that she wrestled mm-hmm. and instead of doing like what regular divas would do, whatever. Uh, your audio kind of dropped out there. Dropped out. Just a bit. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, being a fan, you know, you're seeing Beth Phoenix in the ring. Growing up, you've <laughs> basically seen quite the transition in women's wrestling from seeing like Trish, Trish Stratus, Lita, uh, Beth Phoenix to the whole Divas thing to the, mm-hmm. the revolution. So it's really come into its own. And now, I mean, it has to be quite quite impactful on your wrestling career oh for sure I think as in high school or like just the end of high school kind of when the women's revolution was going on and when women were actually getting to start doing like real matches like crazy matches and then I started watching like uh shimmer and stuff and Mm -hmm. I saw all those women wrestle and I was like holy shit like that's what I want to do like I want to be like all of those girls Mm -hmm. You have, you have been incredibly active in your career so far because you started in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in like, you know, the late or 17 through 2017 through 2019, I was researching and like, it was, you know, you're doing every week, almost sometimes twice, a, two, two shows in a day. Um, yeah. What are some of the things you were learning over your first few years that are still, you know, very uh, impactful to you now? Um, honestly, just being able to like talk to people, being social and like having to like going to shows every weekend. And then there are a lot in this area. There is, it's usually the same faces between like Seattle, Vancouver, Oregon, kind of. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of make friends and, uh, you really have to, I don't know, just be open to being social. It's really a case of having to put yourself out there in a bit, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And like, naturally, I'm an introvert. (laughs) And (laughs) I'm not the most talkative person in the world. But um, I think definitely, wrestling has brought me out of my shell and brought me close with a lot of really cool people. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, being an introvert, I'm sort of the same thing. I prefer, you know, the quiet staying in, keeping to myself sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. how, How do you sort of handle, you know, like, you know, you're putting yourself out there, you know, social media and all of that sort of stuff there, you're going to be able to get you're going to be getting more uh, interactions with fans, sometimes negative. How do you handle things like that? Uh, Honestly, so far, I haven't had to deal with a lot of negative fans or anything like that. But um, a lot of the time, I don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if somebody that I have no idea who they are or have never met says something about me, it's really hard to take that kind of stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
it's just duck off a water's back sort of thing move on to the next and just keep going yeah it's like you've never met me I've never met you I don't think like I'm I really care (laughs) if you don't like me that much or you have something negative to say you've been going hard for quite a few years you're you're still you know you're still young you're still fresh into this with how active you've been have you had many issues with injuries or anything like that or has it been pretty smooth for you Honestly, I've been like really lucky not getting injured very much, like knock on wood, because <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't want it to happen. But um, yeah, I've never had any like crazy big injuries. Like I've had concussions, but nothing that was ever serious, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, that, it's definitely a knock on wood sort of thing, because I mean, the last thing you need is anything to derail you, especially after you know, we're still dealing with COVID, still dealing with the pandemic. So it mm-hmm. did, it did kind of take a little bit of a chunk out of your wrestling career so far. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like it's been what almost three years that COVID has been going on, and like it's the first three years of my twenties. So <laughs> I'm supposed to be like traveling and going all these places, which is what I want to do, but it's super hard to actually get to do that right now. Well, speaking of traveling, I mean, I know that you've, uh, you, you've done a show in Defy. Um, what was your experience there dipping down and wrestling for them? Uh, that was really cool. I did one of their, what was it, Portland shows. Uh, that was sweet. And I had wrestled a lot in Seattle before that. Okay. So I got to like be comfortable with the Seattle crowd and some people knew me, which was really nice. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you noticed much of a difference uh, wrestling in BC as opposed to wrestling in the States? Um, I find that wrestling in the States, a lot of the crowd is like, they're so intense. Like they just want to be part of the show. Like they're always yelling. They will like research you before you even get there. So they'll have like signs or they know exactly who you are and like what kind of stuff that you do. And it's really cool. Nice. I mean, it's got to be a good feeling for, you know, yourself, you go down for the first time and you're already, people already know who you are. Yeah. It's a little bit of a shock. You're like, I've never been here before, but you already know who I am. Like, that's cool. (laughs) Now. I mean, I mentioned before we started recording that uh, the first time I saw one of your matches was, was with NEW. The first show you faced off against uh, Sloan and Rhea Vaughn slasher. Yeah, uh, you've also faced off with Casey Spinelli. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit, a little bit about NEW and what they're doing right now, because I mean, you seem to be an integral part of the uh, the women's division there. Yeah, so NEW is super new. They had their first show in September, mm-hmm. um, and the owner Rob Fi has just done like an insane job of building his company and like trying to get the biggest venues that he can. And like also just the matches that he puts on. He is mm-hmm. he wants to bring people from all over Canada, the States. Like he doesn't want to just have a small company. He wants to, I think he wants to make it big for sure. And if you I mean, I've hyped up NEW since you know I was first introduced to them. You'd think this is an NEW podcast, but um, right. <laughs> the, the roster that he has compiled is, you know, a who's who of wrestling. I mean the women's division alone could rival some major companies just talent wise. That's going to be a great feeling. It's 
honestly it's amazing like the fact that he pretty much doubled almost tripled the amount of women that uh are, have been wrestling in bc for the past five years like it's insane i think there was four maybe five girls before covid who are very consistent here in wrestling and now we have what 13 14 mm-hmm. that he's bringing in like it's mind-blowing <laughs> and i mean for yourself someone who's as active it's got to be really great you know having more competitors coming in being able to test yourself against these people yeah for sure like even with the match games casey spinelli that i had last month uh i had never wrestled her before mm-hmm. like i had seen her wrestling bc when i was a kid and then when I started training was kind of when she went to Ontario. So I like had just missed her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, it was awesome. It seems almost every other day they're announcing someone else they're bringing in. Uh, I know they've got a show February 25th. You're going to be mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Other than that show, who else are you looking forward to facing off with? Uh, sorry, the fact that they have Sumi Sakai on their shows is like so exciting. Like I definitely want to work her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that they brought in Max B and Paler and they're somebody that I've been following for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Ray Von Slasher gets to wrestle her, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so you're calling dibs for the follow-up is what you're saying. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no, I'm very excited that they're bringing Max. I think that's a fantastic addition to an already stacked roster. Oh, um, yeah you've i mean you're still wrestling for 365 as well Mm -hmm. and i mean you just finished uh or not finished but i mean in december you faced off with nicole matthews you had a successful defense of your title you're she's one of your trainers you know someone you've learned from and then you're sharing the Mm -hmm. ring with her putting on these fantastic matches what's that like for you uh it's really cool like the fact that uh she trains me like she pushes me super hard she like doesn't let me quit if I'm doing something it's really nice to have somebody who like pushes you as a female and says like no like you can do this like Mm -hmm. come on but then when we wrestle each other in the ring it's like all hats off like we're we're going for it we're beating the shit out of each other (laughs) bringing out the best in each other and really just taking it to that next level yeah yeah um what is from nicole i mean she's a big part of your life uh training facing off with her sharing the ring i mean being a part of the uh wrestling scene out west what's the biggest advice you've been able to take from her uh just that you had to be like tough like don't give up on things even if you find them hard you just have to keep practicing them keep doing it like the fact that she's been wrestling for what 15 years I think something like that and like just in the last year she's added a moonsault to her repertoire is like insane how do you add a moonsault just like out of nowhere (laughs) (laughs) well I think it almost goes with the thing where it's like in wrestling you always have to be willing to learn and take in new things yeah for sure so I mean for yourself this must be a constant thing just trying to bring in as much knowledge as you can when you're not training are you watching a lot of wrestling studying tapes and things like that yeah like even for this uh terminus show coming up and then i'm wrestling Janae kai and all week i've just been like watching her matches like seeing what she does seeing what i like encounter and things like that so it's like a big thing for me to just like 
watch the people that I know I'm going to be wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. I know I'm excited for the Termina show. Uh, this will be coming out after the show airs, but I mean, I'm very okay. excited to watch it. I mean, I can't remember other than like a main, you know, company pay-per-view. I can't think of the last time I've rented one and I'm very stoked to be renting this one. How, mm-hmm. how did the uh, joining up with the Termina show, how did that come to be? Uh, yeah, so it was really out of nowhere. Um, I knew Jonathan Gresham from a seminar that I did like before COVID. Okay. And then after that, I just kind of kept in touch, asked questions, you know, kind of thing. And then in mid-December or like, well, I don't know, he announced it in like November kind of. And I was like, oh, that's like sweet. And then he contacted me like mid-December and was like, do you want to be on the show? And I was like, well, obviously, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I mean, besides the you know the event itself, like I mean, it's a high profile event, especially for the mm-hmm. indie wrestling scene. What was it that drew you to this uh, this event? Uh, well, I love the fact that it's like all technical wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like everyone there is very mat based and technical and they're going for the fight instead of like flashy high rope moves kind of thing like that's the type of wrestling that i love Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. the you know the mat based the grappling sort of style it's really making a return you you have something like this you have you know josh barnett's blood sports as well like it seems like it's definitely a case of like there's something for everyone in wrestling and just finding what you enjoy. Yeah, for sure. The fact that uh, technical wrestling is making such a huge comeback right now is, is insane, right? Like mm-hmm. I think Gresham has been a big part of that with uh, the way he wrestles in ROH and just him, um, the way he uses Twitter to promote what he's doing and like what kind of wrestling he does is really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you're facing off with Janae Kai. Um, mm-hmm. What are you expecting from her? Uh, I know she's going to kick me in the face for <laughs> sure. <laughs> she's, go- she's going for the face and the ribs. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, I'm very stoked for the Termina show. I'm very excited mm-hmm. for your match. I think it's going to be great. Um, I want to touch on because, I mean, some people might not know this about you, but in 2021 you were able to wrestle in mexico yeah yeah how did all of this come to be because that i think that is incredible for i mean not just yourself but like for anyone because i mean you hear a lot of people saying oh i want to be able to go down there and wrestle or uh, that's mm-hmm. on their bucket list and you've already accomplished that yeah honestly it was so like out of the blue like off chance um, there's this guy, Sweet Daddy Soul, who's just posting on random uh, like groups and stuff that he was willing to bring a whole bunch of Canadians down to Mexico. He had like an Airbnb and he already knew a whole bunch of training spots. And so he just invited a whole, like put it on there. And then I just messaged him uh, and I was like, hey, I want to go to Mexico. And then a month later, I was in Mexico. So now what's your experience like training in mexico because it's i mean an entire different culture than what you're used to yeah completely um you can train every day from like nine to five Mm -hmm. like there was four schools that we were going to consistently and they're like there's so many more 
but um, at every school, there's training from like 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. And it'd be like two or three hours with one trainer. Another trainer would come in and say, maybe, you know, that next trainer. And they're like, hey, are you going to stay for my class? And you're like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can train for like <laughs> six hours. <laughs> No, I mean, you were able to train down there. You got to wrestle a few matches. I've, you know, you know, watched uh, Lucha Wrestling on TV and, you know, watched AAA shows, some of the smaller shows. Now, being a part of that, how does that compare to, you know, wrestling in North America? Um, oh, well, wrestling in Mexico is like crazy. The fan, there's, The fans are super into it and they're just like, I don't know like the the psychology of Mexican wrestling is different the way that everything is put together and all the fans like there's just everything different mm. that is up here I mean you know the psychology the different uh, aspects of their the wrestling culture there how, how are you able to use that to better yourself in the ring now uh the fact that I just got to learn a new style and like a new way of thinking and mm -hmm. being able to put that into my matches now and even put that towards like myself as a human is like really cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I mean, I think it's an incredible experience and to be, to be able to have that already. I mean, that really says something about yourself and what you've accomplished so far. Yeah, honestly, it was really just an off chance. I really just wanted to go there to, train and learn and like meet people and the fact that I got to do uh, matches on shows was just like a plus you mm -hmm. know I had five or six matches down there and each one I was like wow okay like yeah you want me on your show hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're definitely someone who when the opportunity arises you are going to that next level and you know you're going for it so I think that is very commendable and it's an incredible quality yeah, thank you. So, I mean, you've wrestled Mexico. You're going to be wrestling mm -hmm. for the Terminus show coming up. What What is next besides that? What's on your bucket list that you're hoping to do or places that you want to go? Honestly, I really want to go to Japan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to work for Stardom and I kind of want to like just be able to travel and learn another style. Be really cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Stardom, the... I mean, COVID has affected many promotions and uh, many promotions. <laughs> and I think it's evident with New Japan, but stardom has, it's almost like they've risen to the next level with COVID. They've been putting on fantastic matches and it's definitely yeah. something to, uh, to strive to. Are you very familiar with their product? I mean, watching it? Um, honestly, I haven't watched it in a little while. <laughs> <laughs> but, um yeah, I know that they bring out women all the time. And honestly, if I ever get a chance or get to talk to somebody about going out there, like I would jump on that so fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now, I mean, because I mean, Nicole Matthews, she's been all around the world. Do you pick her brain <laughs> for things like that? Oh, for sure. Like to try and get to like know people or like I'll ask her questions about different styles or different things that she's done just to get to know things right mm -hmm. so i mean i got a few more for you and then i'll, I'll let you go enjoy your evening sure. uh, i like to ask this to everyone because i mean there's no wrong answer and it's all subjective but uh, being a part of wrestling 
if you could change anything, what are you going to change? What would I change about wrestling? Yeah. Whether it's, you know, attitudes or the way things are run or anything, you know, I mean, one of my, the favorite answers I've heard on this podcast was uh, one person said they want more streamers because there's just not enough streamers in wrestling. So more streamers. Yeah. When wrestlers come out, they throw the the ring. Yeah. I've never had that before. So like, I would actually love that. (laughs) That's a really good answer. I think it might be time for, uh, you know, maybe one of the upcoming shows out, uh, out West for the fans to get a whole bunch of streamers and make this happen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just going to have to like plant streamers under people's chairs. So like the lives <laughs> entrance only. <laughs> so what's next for you? I mean, Terminus is coming up. You've got the mm-hmm. NEW, the February 25th show. What else is around the corner on the horizon for yourself? Yeah. So I have, um, three, six, fives. They're running in Victoria this Friday, actually. Okay. So I'll be wrestling Angelica at that show. Um, I know new has shows coming up pretty much every month and like into June. So I'm going to be doing that. And then, um, I don't know, kind of just whatever comes up. <laughs> Are you hoping that eventually you can make your way throughout Canada and keep doing shows? Yeah, I really do want to venture into the States more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to be able to go back to like Seattle and wrestle and even Oregon. I used to be going down there like almost every weekend in 2018, 2019. And the fact that I haven't got to do it in like two, almost three years, like it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. And it's, you know, it kind of does a number on you because it's so close, but it seems so far away still. Yeah. And like, all the people down there, you just like make friends with the people that you see every weekend. And I don't know, I miss my Seattle and Oregon family. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it's only a matter of time before you're able to get down there and we kind of get past the, uh, this next or this variant we're dealing with now. Yeah, I really hope so. Like even here in BC right now, all of our gyms are closed. All events are like half capacity. You're not supposed to have parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, with gyms being closed, are you still able to train regularly or does that fall under a different category? It's really weird. So like the gyms are closed. I have like a little home workout. I almost have like a full gym in my house, that, <laughs> but I just keep in my storage closet. But uh, my kitchen becomes my gym at nights. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for some reason, wrestling is not categorized with like like to hit training or like the gym. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're still able to have our wrestling classes, like obviously masked up and everything, but yeah. Well, I mean, at least you're able to use that to keep building off of it. And you're not just stuck. Like I can't do anything. I'm doing, you know, modified workouts at home. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we still get to train a little bit has been really nice. It's been something that's probably helped me out a lot. <laughs> Now, are there any matches or moments you've been a part of that stand out to you? Um, I think definitely when I was wrestling in Mexico, there's a lot of the time that I would go out there and we would have nothing and just being able to move around with people and do things was a really cool experience. Was that your first trip down to Mexico or had you been there before? That was my first time going. 
so you yeah. could really take in all of the culture like it, this was all brand new to you yeah we were living pretty much right downtown mexico city Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, we would be like a 15 minute walk and there's a place called the Socolo, which had like this huge church and then all of their like government buildings okay. around it. And that area was really cool. Cause like every weekend or like midweek, they would have something going on. Mm-hmm. And like, while we were there, they had their independence day, which oh. lasts like three days and there's. <laughs> fireworks going off everywhere like all times at night it's really cool um when you got there I mean you went down for training how long after training before you were able to have your first match and did you know before you went down you were going to be able to wrestle actual matches there um I had an idea like I thought I might get one or two matches but honestly my goal was just to go and train and learn as much as I could Mm -hmm. think it was probably like three, three, four weeks until I got my first match down there. Yeah. Online, where can people find you? Uh, a chance to plug your socials, your social media, all of that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, so everything's super easy. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all Liza underscore Hall. Perfect. Liza, yeah. good luck at the Terminus show. Thank you for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Great. Right, thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much to Liza Hall for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I had a blast having her on and it was just, it was really great getting to know a little bit more about her and her career so far in wrestling. So hit her up on her social medias, check her out on YouTube. You know, she is definitely, uh, definitely going places and it's great to see. So thank you to her and thank you for checking out the podcast. I said it before, I'll say it again. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. So thank you so much. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. Uh, shoot me a, a message on there. Let's chat wrestling. Let's, you know, just talk about the business that we all love. Um, email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. If you got questions, comments, concerns, send them that way. If there's someone you'd like me to uh, have on the podcast to chat wrestling with and get to know them, let me know. I'd, I'm you know, I love having guests on, getting to know people's stories. And uh, yeah, just uh, say the word. Um, up on Facebook, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I just post matches on there once in a while, stuff like that. I don't update it nearly as much as I should. And uh, up on all podcast streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google's Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. If there's a podcast uh, platform that I'm not on that I should be, let me know. I'll get the podcast up there, but now thank you so much for checking out the podcast. I truly appreciate it. We'll talk soon.